Are you ready to step beyond your sexual walls? We're here to talk about anything you want. This is the Sisters of Sexuality show featuring Taylor Sparks and Parish Michelle Blair. We have so much to talk about today, so let's just get things started. Here are your hosts, Taylor and Parish. Good evening, sexy people. Welcome to Sisters of Sexuality, Five Shades of Play. And this is your host, Taylor Sparks, along with my ever so sexy and amazing co-host, Parrish Michelle Blair. Hey, Parrish. Hey, sis. Are you What's going on? I am. I am. I am up in Boston. And where are you? Where in the world is Parrish Michelle Blair? I'm in Oahu, Hawaii. I just got here That's Monday, and I've I've been trying to work through jet lag. <laughs> Girl, you know jet lag is for amateurs. You don't have no jet lag. <laughs> well, what is it? You then? should be done with your. That's what you should be done with your jet lag right now. Is I took me two weeks to recover from Europe. <laughs> oh no! It did. It did. Now I'm still feeling it, but I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it's beautiful there, and it's a great season going into fall. Weather's not too hot. And one of these days in the not-too-distant future, very soon, I'm going to join you in Hawaii, and we're going to go live from Hawaii together. But for now, you're just going to have to smell the Hawaiian flowers and eat the monkey bread. Is it monkey bread in Hawaii? Does that come from the south? <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. If, it's, if it doesn't come in a vegan variety, I don't I pay attention to it. I don't know. I'm not sure. So we were together ever so briefly at the Sex Expo, and it was an amazing time, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, but Parrish, what do you have on your mind? Do tell. Well, in the first part of the beginning of this month, I came to the realizations, I think we talked about it, that, you know, different people have different communication styles about sexuality, what they want, mm-hmm. what they're happy with, and, and what they're not getting. And I, I just felt, feel like it's, even though I, I, I travel all around the world talking about these types of topics with people, it always makes me reflect back on my own sexuality when I mm-hmm. get an opportunity to assess a group of people that are, you know, asking me to assess, you know, how they think about sex and how they communicate about sex. And so, I don't know, I was wondering, do you go through that too, where you can continue an ascension of understanding your own sexuality? I have, and I do, and I have, and um, once I decided that I was, and it's not like this was something that came about suddenly, um, but once I did decide that I was responsible for my own happiness and my own bullshit, that it was my responsibility to explain to the part, to my partners exactly what it is that I was thinking. Um, it was my responsibility not to think for them and, you know, tell myself a story, which my friend uh, Hugh Stewart likes to say, which is a line that says the story I'm telling myself. And that basically means that, you know, you might be, you know, whether you're overly excited or overly angry or sad or whatever emotion you're going through, but you start to have this conversation with yourself about what the partner did or didn't do or your friend did or didn't do or your boss did or didn't do, why they did it, how they did it. And it becomes a story that you build up in your own mind. And it's important to stop th- building this story up and actually open your mouth and say, 
the story I'm telling myself is this and these are the things I'm thinking. Or as Paris Michelle Blair has told me many times, don't think for them. Ask them what is going on. So that has been extremely helpful for me um, and to and to, you know, stand in my truth and tell people what I want and what I don't want. And it doesn't have to be a disagreement. You could just say that doesn't work for me. And if that works for you then I may decide to do or not do X, Y, and Z. So, but it's constant because as human beings, you know, we're constantly evolving and what might've worked for you 10 years ago may not work for you today. And what might've worked for you 10 weeks ago, 10 minutes ago might not work for you today. So it's really important to communicate your needs, wants, and desires in a, in an honest way. And don't, think about necessarily what the person's going to say or don't say, meaning don't think for them. Don't, I'm not saying don't consider their feelings. I'm saying don't try to fill in the blanks about how they're going to react. Yeah. Or if, if you tell someone, you know, these are the needs that you want to have met and they say, you know, I'm not going to do that. Don't fill in the blanks. Well, he doesn't want to do it right now because, you know, his dog's sick. You know, it's like, no, he just said he doesn't <laughs> want to do that. You know, I find that people, again, like, I always try to explain to them, I'm not saying don't think for the other person because they're probably thinking a diabolical plan that you couldn't possibly conjure up or whatever it is. I'm saying when you're using all of your energy thinking about what other people are thinking or how other people are feeling, that doesn't bring you any power in the situation that you might be feeling, I don't know if they love me, I don't know if I'm going to get what I want. But if you take mm. all that energy and you focus it on how you feel, and how you want to think, that makes you more in alignment for them to either come to you and say, I want to get with your program, or come to you in a more balanced way and say, I can't do this and let me tell you why. When you're centered and you're balanced, that makes it easier for you to vibrate in a situation for you to get what you want or for you to deal with what you're not going to get. Because just because you're not going to get what you want doesn't mean that, that there's something wrong with the person or wrong with the situation. It's just the one before the one. Hmm. Well, so, but what happens, though, when you've explained yourself time and time again, and the person about what you want, or what you don't want, and it's still not materializing, and and in your mind, you've been very clear to this person, like, these are the things that I expect from you, because I believe people cannot meet your expectations without knowing what they are. You know, I know some of us tend to think, well, they should know. We've been together five years. I'm like, well, you didn't tell them the first year or the first six months or the the fifth year. So how are they supposed to know? So, but what, what do you suggest people do when it comes, you know, the best way to communicate when your needs, wants, or desires are not being met and you feel as though you've been clear in your explanation? Well, to me, that's like you standing in the line I, I don't know why it just popped in my head. I'm sure I could find a more reasonable example. But remember Saturday Night Live when there, he was guys like, I'd like a hamburger and french fries. I'm like, no hamburger, just cheeseburgers. And he's like, yeah, but I mean, just a hamburger, but without the cheese. <laughs> it's like, no hamburger, no, just cheeseburgers. They're, if they're saying no, that's your answer. So you sticking around, and I'm not saying staying around in the relationship, sticking around on the same mm-hmm. topic, beating it up over mm-hmm. and over again. You don't see, you're the one that's damaging the layers of the relationship that could be salvageable because you're in essence saying, I heard what you said, but here I come again with what I said I want. 
But when they're saying, mm-hmm. I don't have it to give, like I said before, whether they say it directly or indirectly, all that energy mm-hmm. you used to harness up to try to find all these unique ways to have a conversation with this person just for them not to deliver, you could take all that energy inward and ask source, where do I find this longing that I, I need to be desired? I have, I have this desire to be fulfilled instead of forcing someone else to give you something they, that they don't have. And if that's the elements that make the structure of a relationship, then yeah, you know, see the writing on the wall in that relationship, you know, manifest a new one. Not, of course, it's not done that easily, but if it's if it's just you know the the nuances of what is missing in your happiness, usually that's our own shit. When it's just little nuances, everything was great, but all mm-hmm. of a sudden you wake up one day and say, "Why don't you breathe in the rhythm that I breathe in?" Wait, what? or, you were happy or there, why, why? married to me for 20 years and now you don't like the way I breathe. Wait, or must you breathe at all? <laughs> well, that's a different category. But all I'm saying I is, just... as I, when I'm looking at all the different feedback that I get in, in the world about sexuality and the communication of desire mm-hmm. or the lack thereof, it reflects back to me. Me, because everything is reflecting me, I see. And so when I see in the feminine energy, there's a confusion of, of how masculine energy processes things and, and why they process the things the way they do. On the masculine side of it, you know, they're, they're, the balance that I see that they um, struggle with expressing their own feminine energy, you know, as a man, and then also understanding, serving, and receiving feminine energy from the woman that they, women that they love. Excuse me, when I see that reflecting back to me, that's a job in and of itself. I can say, okay, I can see right. why some of my reflections, some of my relationships reflect a little bit of what I like, a little bit of what I used to can't stand, and, you know, a little bit more of what I thought is going to take me years to get. I'm seeing a glimpse of it, but I'm not the match yet. It's like the, when you keep beating everybody else, like, this job's not paying me enough. This person's not fucking me enough. These kids aren't making the right grades. If everything's shit, then that's probably... The source, you know, has to be checked right. on because that's how you're seeing and, everything or that's how you're creating everything. And I just want to touch on one thing, too, that you mentioned, you know, when you talk to someone and they're not and they told you they can't do something. And, and it's important, I think, for people to understand the difference between unable and unwilling. And sometimes mm-hmm. someone is unable to do something for you, to you, with you, Um because they don't have it in them. And you're like, oh, all you have to do is, which is completely different than someone who's unwilling, who's going, I'm not doing that for you because I don't want to do that for you. And it's important for you to understand the difference. And sometimes it might and even I be a question of... unwilling is a bad thing. It, no, no, it's not, it's not bad. But I think, you know, I try I'm to tell... to water myself down. I can do it. I'm able, but I'm not going to water myself Well, no, down, see, but that's, see, that's unable. It. That's not, yeah. unwilling is if no, someone me, doesn't have the capacity. Unwilling. No, I'm I saying, so. I could easily go backwards. Then that makes you, that makes you unable. So I'm, I mean, un, hold on one second, Parrish. Don't, one second. <laughs> I'm saying the difference between unable, meaning someone doesn't have the capacity to do something for you, as opposed to unwilling to do something. So if somebody is incapable of doing something that you like, 
you've an example that if you have a, a person who has who is, has mental disabilities and they are unable to tie their shoe and you're going to get upset at the person who's unable to tie their shoe as opposed to the child mm-hmm. person who's just unwilling to tie and they don't care if they trip or not they just don't feel like doing it so sometimes we confuse the difference between someone who is unable to do something for us because they don't have the capacity to love you in the manner that you wish to be loved or you know whatever whatever let's even use kink as an example um Mm -hmm. they don't have the ability to beat you in the manner that they wish they they would if they could it's not even a matter of willing they're just unable to give you that level of intensity that you need because it's just not something they can conjure up as opposed to i was raised not to hit women so i'm not gonna beat i'm not gonna hit you that way they're unwilling and i'm just asking Mm -hmm. people to make sure that they make the distinction between the two (laughs) <laughs> or know that they look to look for the distinction between the two because it'll keep you from getting all caught up in your feelings and emotions about well, I can't believe they won't do this for me or I can't believe that they did this to me when it was a matter of unable not unwilling and I believe that people do don't think I believe that people don't do things to you or against you that they do things for themselves they just have their eyes on them not you Right. And I think and our so ego that sometimes. Goes back to my point. Go ahead. Yeah, where mm-hmm. it's like get your eyes off of the other people and put them on you. Because yep. when you get to other exactly. people and they don't give you what you want, they're like, how dare you have your eyes on yourself? And they're like, well, my right. eyes were on me the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> where were your eyes? Your eyes should have been on you too. You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. And yeah, so, so that, that, that is. All of that balance and then getting good sex out of it. <laughs> it's the balance of all of that. And being able to extract great sex from that and still have a, a relationship that you can enjoy outside of the bed. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, really good. Because if you can't get a, a good communication outside of the bed, I think it's difficult to have good sex in the bed, personally. Does, does that work for you that way? Lotion for that? I was going to say, does for good communication? lotions or anything that, that do that? Yeah. <laughs> They give you good communication? No. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, as soon okay. as we develop it, I, I, you know what we do have? We do have a, um, it's a unisex perfume with pheromones. Now, pheromones, of course, as most, I think, all of you know, are the natural attractants that everybody has. And it helps you... Uh, it will help you determine why you may be attracted to some people, knowingly or unknowingly, and some people you are not. And it's not the perfume, it's the natural blending hormones or pheromones that we all exude. No, exhibit? No. What's the word I'm looking for, Parrish? Um, excrete. 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 Excrete, yeah, that uh, well, it's not a sexy thing necessarily, <laughs> but this is why. And I don't know if you know this or not. When you think of the body of science or the science of the body, do you know that the pheromones of parents and children do not are purposely made not to attract each other, like father to daughter, son to mother, so that there is no interaction between parents and children? Their pheromones literally are opposite of each other for that specific reason. Of course, as with yeah. anything else, sometimes things are askew. But yeah, that's why you're. That's why people are not sexually attracted to their parents, and vice versa, because of the the way the science, the way the body is made with the pheromones. 
Isn't that interesting? Very. So there's something on the market to help couples uh, communicate as far as lotions are concerned, but I know that there's books. I've seen a lot, lots of them on uh, the site. And the one that attracts so many people, when we were at the um, expo, everybody went uh, went for more than two. They did. A lot of people. That book is one of the bestsellers, and primarily because even if, and the book is about polyamory uh, at, at, at its base, at its foundation. But there's so much good information in there on communication, um, jealousy and practice, jealousy and theory, insecurities, things that work well no matter what relationship style that you have. So whether you're monogamous, ethically, um, non-monogamous, there's so much information in that book. And yeah, all the ones we had, we sold out of. I think I have, you know, one or two in stock, but there's always plenty to get. But it's one of the best books I've uh, seen written on polyamory. And, um, but yeah, learning how to communicate, and we don't learn it in school. A lot of people don't even take, get it in college. And some of us learn very late in life to not, you know, to open up our mouth and say the things that we have to say. Speaking of opening up one's mouth, we do need to take a break. So you guys stick right there. We're going to talk a little bit more about communication. And this is your host, Taylor Sparks, with my amazing co-host, Parish Michelle Blair. And we are sponsored by OrganicLovin.com. Don't go away. More to come. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Organic Lovin'. For the bodies you love to love. How do people describe you? Are you curious? Playful? Maybe sensual? Adventurous? How about open-minded? The truth is, no matter who you are, Organic Lovin' has something to indulge your fantasies. We offer only organic, natural, and eco-friendly intimate body products, including vegan condoms, organic lubricants, body-safe sex toys, and sex-positive books. You won't find anything harmful in our products or toys. We also have a full range of other experiences, including erotic seminars and exotic adult-only vacations. Receive our adult subscription box for a monthly sexual delight. Be educated, entertained, and informed. Organic Lovin'. For her. For him. For you. For the bodies you love to love. Visit OrganicLovin.com. We offer shipping worldwide, so stop by the site anytime. Organic Lovin'. That's L-O-V-E-N dot com. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent. Inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You were listening to Sisters of Sexuality. To check in with the show and ask your questions, call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to sistersofsexuality at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Hey, sexy people, this is your host, Taylor Sparks, back with her amazing, ultra-sexy co-host, Parrish Michelle Blair. Hey, Parrish. Hey, sis. Hey, sis. So, um, you know, we have some new support for the Sisters of Sexuality show from Manscaped, and it is the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming and Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your, <laughs> well, not your family jewels, Parish, but, well, I, I get, well, you have sons. I have sons, so we, we do have family jewels, mm-hmm. right? But, um, right. yeah, we, we have jewels in our family. And although we don't, Parish and I don't have balls like that, we are ballsy girls for sure. Um, we, we've seen balls, and, and we've been close to balls. And we've seen balls that have not been Manscaped properly, and so Manscaped actually redesigned their electro- their little electric trimmer. And their lawnmower 2.0 has this proprietary skin-safe technology. So this trimmer won't nick or snag their little nuts. <laughs> so apparently okay. Manscaping accidents are fine. I know. It's finally a thing of the past for them. So, um, Parrish, have you seen anybody Manscaping? Have you, have you ever Manscaped a man or... Any of that? I've never been in the presence of a man while he's doing that. I've never seen a man doing it. But uh-huh. I, I see men who naturally, they're not wild and crazy down there. But I can definitely mm. see that they don't, you know, do any grooming or anything. But, but you know, and it, it's, but it's acceptable to me. But when I see a man that has consciously done grooming, not to where he looks like, you know, where it's too pretty. You know, it just looks like I can, I can maneuver down <laughs> He's there. He's got a landing strip you know, right down the beat of his nuts. <laughs> yeah, I don't want it to look. I don't want it to look pretty. I just want it to look like you prepared for me to explore your your lower regions. <laughs> That's like I like that. And, but if they if guys, it's not that way, it's not like I reject it. But if it's too wild and crazy, I let them know that you know I need a machete. I'm just joking. <laughs> Well, the Manscaped, the Lawnmower 2.0, and also, okay, guys, just, I know you know this, but don't, don't use the same trimmer on your face, on your balls that you use on your face. It's, it's kind of like, it's not, ew, it's, it's just ew. And you know what else Manscaped has? I don't know. Maybe they don't want to have two different razors. They're like, if it shaves, if it's gentle enough for my balls, I could use it on my chin. Oh, Maybe. I know, see, because you know how men are. I mean, we we love men. (laughs) But Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, and it's like an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. So, guys, I don't know if you know this, but your balls sweat. 
just like your underarm sweat. And if your underarm sweat and you put deodorant there, shouldn't you put a little deodorant down your balls? You don't want to be sending us down there to be kissing on your balls because you always want your balls kissed. But uh, you need a little deodorant down there. And we would we would appreciate that, would we, wouldn't we, Parrish? I, you know what, I, I, I guess I would, but I've never, I haven't been in a situation where I've smelled sweaty balls. That's because you keep skipping the balls. I've been down there. <laughs> listen, guys, go, listen, if you go to manscaped.com you, and you use our code Sisters of Sex, you get 20% off plus free shipping for their new Lawnmower 2.0 plus you get the little anti-chafing ball deodorant crop preserver. I've smelled some smelly, some smelly balls. <laughs> anyway, the sweaty. Sh- the Remember the sweaty ball? I don't know from the. Sh- I can't know if I can talk yeah. about them people. Oh my God! Someone said if you if clippers for below the belt, go to the barber for your head. LOL. <laughs> anyway, that's manscape. Ed at the end dot com. You get twenty percent off like plus free shipping. And a free travel bag with the code Sisters of Sex at manscaped.com. So anyway, that is our new support and we love them because they got I'm definitely nice. introducing that to my followers. I know they'll appreciate that. Oh yeah, without it, how could they not? Because you have a lot of male followers and they're always trying yeah. to figure out ways to get women to suck their dick. So if you clean your ball not <laughs> clean your balls, if your balls are not funky, we would appreciate that. Because I always tell women they should, they always forget the balls. That's why they should use the, you know, the liberator pillows because the balls are right there. And if the guys are really old, they're hanging on the bottom of the bed. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know them balls be low. They get low. They get low. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That's why they need deodorant for their balls. <sighs> All right. I'm going to get off the ball okay. thing right now, guys. So let's go back to the communication that we were talking about before we went to the break. We were, we left off talking about unwilling and unable and not and not um, thinking for other people and telling your story, these stories. And then we finished up actually talking about more than two and some of the communication books that we have or books on relationships in general, more than two opening up. Um, Esther Perel's book, Mating in Captivity, is an amazing book for anyone in a long-standing relationship. Um, she talks about the difference Mating between love. Mating in Captivity. Mating in Captivity, yes, by Esther Perel. We have that on the site. It's an excellent book for anyone that's been married uh, or in a long-standing relationship. She helps people distinguish the difference between love and desire. So we desire the unknown. You know, when you first meet someone, you get that NRE, also known as new relationship energy. And you want to know everything about them and where you're from and what do you do and where you go to school and what do your parents do? And oh, my gosh, and how you tie your shoes and isn't he cute? And you get all this excitement and you just desire them all the time. I can't wait for the call. Oh, my God, he sent me a text because it's the unknown. After you've been in a relationship for some time. And the love has developed. Love comes from the known. So, but then people go, well, I've fallen out of love because they're missing that desire portion. And in that book, Mating in Captivity, she helps people learn to bridge the gap between the love and the desire because the NRE never comes back. But there are ways you're going to learn to appreciate and still have that 
uh, affection and desire for your mate even though it's been a long-term standing relationship. So excellent book on ways to communicate the things that you want and desire um, in, in relationships. So that's a great book that I highly recommend, too, to folks that have been together for some time. Nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's the longest so, relationship you've been in? Oh, my God, I'm in it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I am in it. Tw- literally 23 years. I have okay. been married 23 years, and... Before that, I never had been in, I'd been in one relationship for two years when I was like 20 to 22. Mm-hmm. And between 22 and 30 some, I never had anything more than like six months. I didn't, I didn't even have boyfriends. I just had guys I was kind of, you know, fucking and they'd all run off and get married. I just never thought I'd get married. I never thought I was girlfriend material, let alone wife material, um, I didn't have a lot of, I wasn't the secure sex goddess that I am now. And, but books helped me with that on my own, honestly, when I realized there was absolutely nothing wrong with me. You see, yeah, and what about you? Too. Um, I, I've had two long relationships. One, um, I was in for 13 years. I got married when I was 19 years old and then I was in my, uh, past relationship for 10 years. So. I'm a Capricorn oh, wow. dog. I'm you're loyal. a child. I stay you're, on the porch and you're kick ch- me off. <laughs> <laughs> you were a child bride. <laughs> Snatched yeah, you from your mother's much. bosom and married you off. <laughs> I mean, like, totally. That was exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you want to talk about the sex expo? Yes. That was like a lightning flash. But it was so much in that short period of time for me, at least. I know it wasn't a long expo uh, for you either, but for me, I got in on Sunday and I left Sunday, but I felt like there was so much that I engaged in in that short period of time. It was one of the, um, this was my third year presenting at the expo, and Uh I can honestly say it was one of the best. Um, Gwen from Talk Sex with Gwen was also there um, Mm -hmm. helping out, supporting. She's an amazing uh, sex sex educator. If you all do not know Gwen uh, Butler, Talk Sex with Gwen. You can follow her on Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, She's amazing. Um, She's a clinical therapist, sex therapist as well. And she works with... uh, couples and individuals, but she's really, really good. And she was there with me and we met some great people. Um, we had that's the Sisters of Sexuality, sexuality meet, and meet and Greet. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. We had a Sisters of Sexuality meet and greet on Friday at Supernova at the Novotel Hotel in Manhattan. That was such a beautiful location. If we go back there, we must schedule mm-hmm. uh, something more uh, more formal meet and greet or do a live broadcast from there. It overlooks, they have a lounge that overlooks Times Square. And I did post oh, a few beautiful. pictures from there. Um, our daughter, Indigo, came there because she lived, my adult daughter, she lives there in New York. She came and hung out. And some people surprised me. I wasn't even expecting um, Nelson, Vacation Charlie came. I mean, it was really, really a lot of fun people. Matt came. And we just ate and drank, and then we went out and ate some more and <laughs> drank some more and until Gwen and I were zonked. And, uh, but it's a beautiful spot. It was a really beautiful spot, a great place for a meet and greet. So if you guys are in the New York area and looking for a great place to meet with people, I would highly suggest uh, Supernova. It was pretty, especially during the, you know, well, the-, the warm weather. 
even at the Busso, um, the, the, the strong uh, brand awareness that Sisters of Sexuality has is always overwhelming. Like, you know, people are like, yeah, I came specifically. I wanted to talk with you all. And, you know, I missed oh. the meet and greet and things like that. That, that felt so heartwarming to know that that intention that we had back in 2000 well actually it began with the seed of inspiration that you got in 2015 but you know I feel like you gave birth to it in 2016 when you were like okay I'm going to get this outside of my head and I'm going to work with collective of brown women that stand in their truth about sexuality and it's expanded to this this is so beautiful it is because I am always so humbled and surprised when when sisters or brothers who follow us online, you know, come out to a location where we are and go, I've been wanting to meet you. And I'm like, what? Why? You know, I, I find myself saying in my mind, but why? Um, I'm just me. And just like you feel like you're just you. And we're just sharing what we've learned along our path, what we learned along the way. We share what we know. I mean, we probably overshare for some people, but, you know, that's who we are <laughs> because we just think that it's it's helpful for people to know. And so much of what we've learned and shared, people go, I was thinking that same thing or I didn't even know there were people like that who thought like me. And, I, you know, I honestly believe, and I, and I know you agree, your vibe attracts your tribe. So when people come and say they were looking forward to meeting us, you know, we all belong to the same tribe. It's not like it's our tribe as in Sisters of Sexuality. We all belong to that same tribe of men and women who are open, who are open to communicating, who are open to learning about their own sexuality and their own sexual journey, whether they're monogamous, because there are a lot of people who are monogamous that follow sisters of sexuality because they're looking to improve or, or enhance um, their own sex lives with their partner. And they're like, hey, y'all have said some things that have been helpful for us in our relationship. And, you know, and we're humbled by that and we're, and we're grateful for it. So, but I, I have to talk about the, um, the spanking for lovers seminar that I did. It was the very first time I did it there. Yes. Girl, so that. <laughs> girl, um, so I had a few people at the meet and greet who said they were going to volunteer. I'm like, okay. And then I had a few people that came by the booth the booth in the morning and said, I'm going to volunteer. And I said, now, okay, because if you volunteer, you're going to have to have your entire ass out to the audience over the spanking bench. They were like, okay. You know, I got them my pretty panties. I'm like, okay. Then the seminar came. <laughs> And as always, you know, I'm always surprised that people show up for my seminars to this day. I'm like, oh, my God, they actually came. It was standing room only. They were all. Yes. It was over 100 people in there. And I asked for volunteers for for the spanking seminar. And a few people raised their hand. And I said, now, before you volunteer, you have to know you're going to have to have your entire ass out to the audience. And this one guy had his, he had, I had caught his eye and he, she just shook his head. Like I'm here for you. I'm like, okay, though. And it was a cute, handsome white guy. And um, people started applauding. I'm like, don't applaud for him yet. He ain't done nothing. He ain't done nothing yet. And he came and he, I sat him up front. We went, I had a handout. People were like, Oh my God, this was like a real class. You had handouts and everything. Which I go over the anatomy of the spanking, where to hit, where not to hit, where not to hit. We go over scene negotiations. We go over um, different spanking positions. And then I bring him up and then I commence the spanking, this handsome man with his pants on just to warm him up. And then I go, 
Now you can take off your pants. And he goes, well, yes, ma'am. Would you like them down or would you like them off? I went, off. And as he took his pants off, the people in the audience, (laughs) people started applauding and whistling. And then I was like, underwear too. He goes, would you like them down or would you like them off? I'm like, I want them off. And he just stripped down naked and, you know, balls out and everything. (laughs) And people were like, yes, (laughs) the girls were hollering. And he bent over the spanking bench and I commenced the spanking and, you know, walking through the steps and what to do and the different rhythms and patterns. And actually, before he came up, I I said I needed another submissive to hold the mic. So another cute white guy raised his hand and he came up and he held my mic for me. And he just followed me around the stage and followed me around this guy's butt. And uh, I was up, he was up, I was down, he was down. It was so hilarious. And I just, you know, spanked him. And then I was like, you know, make sure you check on, check in. So you go around the front, you lift their head. And I looked in his eyes and I thought, oh, my God, I so want to kiss him because my spankings are all Somebody about eroticism. that photo, too. <laughs> Somebody captured a photo of you looking at him like that, too. Yes, yes. Well, I will have to post it. And I was looking at him like, mm, 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 because spanking for me excites me as well, you know, and I, that's why I like spanking a lover. What about so, it? Because you could see it. Oh, it like, turns me on. It, it excites you? It, it, sexually, it turns me on sexually to be dominant and especially to spank a man, to dominate a man, to, for a man to allow me to dominate him, to, for him to be vulnerable and to accept it that way. Oh, it's such a turn on for me. And um, so at that point, I looked to the crowd over his shoulder. I'm like, now, this is a good time to kiss your partner, but I'm not kissing him because I don't have consent and I don't know this man. <laughs> so I just pushed his head back down and finished spanking. But it was a good, good time, well-received, and um, he took a naked bow, <laughs> got dressed, and I sent him and the other guy back to the audience. Girl, it was hella fun. <gasps> Wonderful. It, was so, it, it excites now me I, now. now just it, I had the, everything everybody was saying at the booth is in context now, because I didn't get a chance to hear everything because it was so loud at the expo, even though they were explaining to me, so that sounds awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah, people were like, and then people came by the booth to get spanked. They're like, could you just spank me a little bit? I'm like, uh, yeah, let me take my rings off, you know? <laughs> so, and I, I think I've got some video on um, on Insta, on our Instagram, um, oh, the Instagram on, at, at Organic Lovin, L-O-V-E-N. There's some video of some of the people I spanked with their clothes on, although this one guy, got I did get him to take his pants off, but he kept his underwear on, so... I'm like, send me video. And then they came back the next day with his with his partner and she wanted to be spanked so he could capture her on video. I'm like, so were you guys, were you watching the video again last night? They were like, yes. I'm like, tell me the truth. They were like, yes. I'm like, were you thinking about me when you were having sex? They were like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just so enjoy that. I so enjoy that when people think about me when they're fucking. <laughs> Is that just ego? Is that just my ego? Well, I think it's a beautiful thing when people open up a space in their mind and they're including you, you know, whether it's, you know, you physically being there or you're in thought or whatever. I think that's beautiful. Wait, okay, wait. I want to talk about this thinking of other people when when you're having sex with somebody else when we come back after this break because I want to hear your thoughts on this and how many times you do it, Parish Michelle Blair. (laughs) So don't go away, folks. 
We will be right back. This is Taylor Sparks with Sisters of Sexuality, Five Shades of Play, with my host, Parish Michelle Blair, and we are supported by Manscaped.com. Be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Organic loving for the bodies you love to love. How do people describe you? Are you curious, playful, maybe sensual, adventurous? How about open-minded? The truth is, no matter who you are, Organic Lovin' has something to indulge your fantasies. We offer only organic, natural, and eco-friendly intimate body products, including vegan condoms, organic lubricants, body-safe sex toys, and sex-positive books. You won't find anything harmful in our products or toys. We also have a full range of other experiences, including erotic seminars and exotic adult-only vacations. Receive our adult subscription box for a monthly sexual delight. Be educated, entertained, and informed. Organic Lovin'. For her. For him. For you. For the bodies you love to love. Visit OrganicLovin.com. We offer shipping worldwide, so stop by the site anytime. Organic Lovin. That's L-O-V-E-N.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You were listening to Sisters of Sexuality. To check in with the show and ask your questions, call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to sistersofsexuality at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Hey, sexy people, Taylor Sparks here, Mariposa Haki, <laughs> and I am here with my beautiful co-host, Parish Michelle Blair. Now, I'm not going to let you get away with this, Parish. Just tell me the truth. Have you ever been having sex with one person and thought about another person, and that, and you found that exciting because you thought about the second person, the whole, or the third, or the fourth person, the whole time, or part of the time? Tell the truth. 
Um, well, without it, putting it into context, I'll just say yes. But yeah, there was there's context around it. Yes, the half. Don't make excuses. You either did or you didn't, woman. <laughs> Why well, do you need context? I, I did. I do. I Why? think I do. <laughs> Why do you need context? <laughs> Well, because the, there was good reasons why I did it, and there were really bad reasons why I did it. And in the good reasons, it was really good for me, and I didn't, I mean, in the bad reasons, I was escaping. I was put, putting my mind somewhere else other than with that person. Well, you know, sometimes the sex ain't that great. You need to do it. So I think it's all good. <laughs> no. I would never do that now. I wouldn't even, I would never do that. I would not have sex unless I know it's going to, I would not have sex knowing it's going to be bad sex. Well, this is true. Me, and me neither. I never do something I don't want to do. But enough about right. me. That's, Let's talk that about you. Old me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but I and know. The good we... reasons when I first started exploring that whole idea is I would be thinking there's a woman who, whose hair is like, you know, brushing across my titties. This is when I was a Jehovah's Witness. And it was exciting me that her hair was rubbing on my nipples and my husband was fucking me from behind. And it was like just all these weird thoughts that would come through my head while I was having sex. I would never tell him. But I would be right. thinking all of these thoughts about women constantly, and then eventually after I divorced and I was no longer a Jehovah's Witness, people asked me, Do you, are you into women? Have you ever had sex with women? I'm like, in my mind, many times, <laughs> but not, mm. not in real life. But it felt like, huh. you know, I don't know, it just felt natural. But now... Okay, I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna end that now. I know you had some other things you wanted to talk about. We're not gonna get all into your sex with other women and stuff. We'll we'll save that for another show. What? <laughs> what is not all the sex with other women? I just said it's <laughs> asked me to answer a question. Thoughts I was having in my head. I said next show we're gonna talk about all the sex you've had with other women. So anyway, because I wanna hear it. We all wanna oh, hear it, Paris. I haven't had all the sex with all the women. That's not Okay. You, you don't have to explain accurate. now, honey. It's okay. You don't have to explain now. We'll 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 delve into that another day. <laughs> so, Louis, what else is going on with sisters of sexuality that we really wanted to share? Well, I think the exciting thing for me, looking at that the professional women that are coming to Sisters of Sexuality looking for some um, perspective, advice, and you know, wanting to join the movement. With Good Sex Selfies and Success, I'm bringing so much of those, those types of women and those thinkers to the, um, the purpose of giving them insight to how to use their social media to meet more of their mm-hmm. objectives and, and how to synergize with each other. And, and just us working together authentically behind the scenes, we're launching a program scene where people can see what the real life day in, day out of sex goddesses making these major uh, tour decisions happen behind the scenes, you know, what to do with the brand, how to synergize with the right um, joint venture opportunities that come at you all the time. It's, there's so many things to manage when you think about becoming a professional at what you're truly passionate about, which is your sexuality. And so we're, That's, you know, we're becoming more, you know, recognized as a source that you can trust because people have seen us on our own journeys. And I, yeah, and I, yeah, because there are so many women um, at different stages that we, that I discovered or that we have both discovered who are working in the business of sex. So whether they're sexologists, sex educators, um, the millennials, there's so many millennials and women in their 30s and 40s who um, have decided to make this their life calling. And we wish to be able to, uh, through this program, help them to 
you know, if they're just starting, set up their business and um, not only through social media, but managing their business, bringing in experts and helping them to communicate and be able to really discover and publish their own brand. So um, I think this is going to be an amazing program. We're very excited about the, the official launch of the Good Sex Selfies and Success, and, um, you know, which is being presented through, um, it's, well, it's for Sisters of Sexuality, but it's presented by Good Sex Selfies and Success. So, and I love the title. I think it's just absolutely perfect, and it's apropos for the business of sex. And what made you come up with a title like that? What what triggered that it's for you? Literally the, it's literally the, an inspiration that I, I received in 2016 after connecting with Sisters of Sexuality. I got a strong um, uh, inspiration to do good sex, selfies, and success. And that's the journey I've been on. I mean, I, I, I felt connecting with you and Sisters of Sexuality was the first signs of, yes, this has been successful. Because before that, I was just posting sexy shit on Facebook, you know, and mm-hmm. rubbing on my pussy all the time. <laughs> no, just joking. But no, so really. <laughs> no, she's not. Was, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, really. No, but I was, I was manifesting this. I just didn't know what, this is what it was going to look like. I was manifesting... Mm-hmm you know, going on a journey, sharing people's journey stories and teaching people how to love and, you know, having a lot of good sex and being happy and traveling, but I didn't know it was going to turn out like this. So it's, it was a, a, um, amazing for me to see, wow, following my inner guidance, getting rid of self-judgment and truly expressing my sexuality and sharing it through social media created my success. It's like good sex. You know, I'm deciding what's good for me when it comes to sex. I want to go where the good vibes are about sex. I want to go where good products are for good sex. You know, all of that is what I do, you know. And and then the, the whole social media experience, it's unique to each person. I know there's everybody that says, this is the only way to do it. The old way is done. Only do it this way. And here's the new way and all that. It's whatever the fuck you want to do. <laughs> I know it is because I've been following my inner guidance since 2014 using social media right. to document That's what right. happens when I manifest. So, But there is a science you know, to using your inner guidance to do business and social media. So that portion you get also. And when it comes to success with people putting pressure on themselves to live up to other people's Instagram images, this is definitely not about getting the bags. This is about a quality of life and talking about, so you got all the money you want, you got all the good sex you want. What does success mean? You know, what is, what is a successful life for you? So, you know, what are you doing all of this for? Exactly, exactly. Yes, some of the women and some of the gentlemen that spoke with us, um, you know, for the men who are out there, and I met, we met a couple of gentlemen um, that are doing seminars for men and for women around sex, sexual health, sexuality, and, you know, and relationships, and, you know, we're looking to bond with them uh, as well. So I'm excited, guys. Um, a lot of us, if you have not signed up for our newsletter, please do so at sisters of sexuality at gmail.com. And when the official launch and all that is up and running, we will make sure to contact you. And um, it's it's going to be a great ride. And I'm, and I'm so happy to be working with you, Parish Michelle Blair, because, um, you know, you're my sister girl. So, um, I manifested you first, (laughs) but one of the things um, we're getting down to the end of our show. 
Um, and one of the things I also wanted to mention just one more time was our new supporters of Sisters of Sexuality, which is from Manscaped, which is the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. And they offered precision engineer tools for the family jewels. So everybody's got some family jewels. And be sure, guys, when you go onto manscaped.com, you can get 20% off plus free shipping and a travel bag when you use code Sisters of Sex. So, Parrish, tell everybody where they can find you on social media before. You can always connect with me at Parrish Blair TV on YouTube, Facebook, and on Instagram. I'm Parrish Blair on Twitter and Parrish Michelle Blair also at Facebook. Um, if you want to take a look at my sessions and what's going on with my overall journey on my Parish Blair Love Affair Tour, you can check me out on my website at parishblair.com. Perfect. And I am Taylor Sparks. And you can find me on all social media at Organic Lovin'. That's L-O-V-E-N. And um, some of my reviews actually at 60 Seconds of Sparks on Instagram. So... This is the end of our another amazing show. Another great time with you live. And we're going to see each other soon. Where where are we going to see each other soon? Just say it. Just say the one word. Jamaica man. Jamaica man. We got details of that coming up real soon. And that's coming up in less than, well, in about a month. But details are to come. So this is Taylor Sparks with your host, Parish Michelle Blair. And you've been listening to the Sisters of Sexuality Five Shades of Play radio show where you can catch us here on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific time. And of course, you can catch us on demand on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Our Hot Radio, Google, Google Play, Stitcher, um, and iTunes and all of their podcast feeds. You can sign up for our newsletter at sistersofsexuality at gmail.com. And you can also catch us, of course, on Instagram, Sisters of Sex on Twitter, and Sisters, uh, oh my God, uh, Sexy SOS Tour (laughs) on Facebook. Oh my God, we're everywhere. You can find us, just Google Sisters of Sexuality. So tune in next week, guys. We have an amazing show coming up for you when we will be talking with Ophelia Bacon. And have an, I know this amazing woman who looks like she's in her 30s, she's in her 70s, and she is hot, stunning, and gorgeous. And she too is a believer in manifesting. So, have an amazing, sexy rest of your week, guys. Bye bye. Thank you for tuning in to Sisters of Sexuality. Please join Taylor Sparks and Parish Michelle Blair again next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel or on demand 24-7. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at sistersofsexuality.com for all the latest information on our appearances and events.